So business leader Patrice Motepe yesterday uh, giving a stern warning to the mining industry to take mining communities extremely seriously. Now there's a charter, uh, there have been amendments to that charter, and now we need Patrice Motepe to also come out and add his voice to that? Yeah, uh, you know, he's Mr. Big in mining because he's the founder of African Rainbow Minerals, he's the executive chairperson of African Rainbow Minerals, and he has tremendous insight into the industry. And he was speaking in a way which gave a lot of concern yesterday because he had just returned from the Madikwa Platinum Mine. Now, this Madikwa Platinum Mine that he has a major share in with uh, Anglo-American Platinum is not doing well at all. I mean, he had to write off something like 700 million on this mine. That's why his, his results are so bad. If you look at his results, the basic earnings were a loss of over 200 million. This is the second time he's had to report a loss of over 200 million. Now he's saying he spent a day at Madikwa. He had mass meetings at Madikwa. And, you know, the look on his face, his body language indicated to me that the community around there are asking for the impossible. You know, you cannot deliver. <laughs> if, if, if you're going to meet their demands 100%, you're not going to do it. And so he's saying that, you know, a fight has to take place. You have to sort of indicate to the business people around there, you can't just dish out tenders and contracts willy-nilly. You can't also just pay dividends to shareholders when you're making a loss. And, and you know, the demands building up around there uh, gave me the impression that he's giving a warning that if this sort of attitude continues, you, you can't appease the people, you are going to lose global competitiveness. Your mining is going to lose global competitiveness. Investors internationally are saying we can't invest there because the demands are just too huge. Now, he didn't mention this, but people in the corridors were telling me that you go to Madikwa, you can see the most unbelievable illegal mining going along all around the town. But the people are really uh, digging up chrome uh, that outcrops. Now, they're saying, you know, this is a national patrimony. This belongs to everybody. But these people there, they think it belongs to them. <laughs> they dig it up. They put it outside their house for collection. They've been following the trucks. These trucks are going to legitimate smelting houses. So legitimate smelting houses are buying the stuff. So it's become illegal into legal. <laughs> it's very confusing there. And they're just saying that, um, you know, things are out of hand. And also, you know, he, he was saying eventually under strong questioning from journalists, look, you know, if, if, they said, <clears throat> are these onerous pressures on you from the community going to shut you down? So he said, no, I will shut them down. <laughs> but I think he meant that he's going to, like, fight back because they'll be only too pleased if, if, if people abandon mines there, of course, because the people get into the mines and they start doing their own thing. This is no good for South Africa. You know, I mean, you've got all these illegal mining taking this national patrimony, selling it, no taxes, mm-hmm. no taxes paid. You know, it's, it's really getting back to the most rudimentary wrong way of actually exploiting the national treasure. And so he's just saying, you've got to take this very seriously. Business has been useless. They haven't presented their case. They haven't showed the world and government and why they are so important. And he's saying, look, if, if it's a contest between um, you know, the community and uh, business, politicians will throw business under the bus because they get the votes from the community. They're not going to get that number of votes from from business who is perceived to be making an enormous amount of money, even in times when they really are not. Mm. So he's just saying, look, we've got to take this very seriously. I'm part of the, the international group of big minds, which says you've got to look after the community. You've got to look after your stakeholders. We've got to do that. Uh, but he says we've got to educate them to realize that 
the, some of the demands are absolutely impossible. We want to go along with the others, and we want to involve them and make sure they do well out of this, but you've got to draw a line somewhere. Well, good on you, Patrice Matepe, but now only if you can get people to walk the talk, uh, because the one thing that comes to mind um, readily is the state of roads, um, you know, uh, next to these mining towns, those heavy vehicles and what they do to the roads. And they simply do not care. Something needs to happen there. And then um, the state owned industrial development corporation supporting new low cost, low energy technology that could be a massive cost saver for struggling platinum mines. Yeah, I'm very excited about some of the technology that I think the Industrial Development Corporation, state-owned enterprise, is wisely backing. You know, they have gone early into backing some of these incipient technologies, and now they're starting to look promising. You know, a bankable feasibility study has just been completed on a new processing method for platinum. That could absolutely slash the amount of electricity you need for this. It could lower your cost. It's just a superior way of doing things. It can also bring beneficiation far closer to the mine. You know, why is beneficiation always so far away from the mine? Can't you have a, a mine-to-market sort of thing much quicker? And, you know, this process that that um, the Industrial Development Corporation, Divisional Executive uh, uh, Mining and Metals Industry, Abel Malinga, is backing here, I think is going to be very important for the country because platinum needs to come down the cost curve. You know, we can see the price is not rising as the way it should do. But this is fairy dust. I mean, we're talking about platinum. It is absolute wonder metal fairy dust. It's not called fairy dust for nothing. It can do <laughs> so many things. And yet we are getting further and further away from being able to use this uh, for the benefit of South Africa because the price is so low and our costs are so high. This is a way of getting it down. And I think that uh, his move into this Cal technology is very, very important because it's been worked, started in Mintech a long time ago. It's been taken over by an individual who's been processing this. And instead of using the pyrometallurgical route where you've got to, I think you've got to go up to 1,600 degrees C to smelt this platinum, ridiculously high electricity use and charges. Yeah, you can go to a fifth of that using this. And it can be ready for actually... Uh, refining, you know, if you, if you do this properly, it can put you so close to the refining at the mining <laughs> that you could also do manufacture and you could put it into fuel cells, you could put it into you know, catalytic converters. Why send it all around the world? Some of our platinum goes out of the country and comes back before we start using it for catalytic, mm. catalytic converters, and, and this will stop that. Wonder, wonder, wonder when we're going to get over that situation. But of course, the Canadians this week, Martin, buying uh, quite a big slice of South Africa's zinc resources. Yeah, and it, it's Southern Africa. I'm talking about Southern yeah, Africa. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, um, Southern the, the zinc is uh, uh, people are starting to think zinc <laughs> because it's, the price is doing well, and and we see that these Canadians are snapping up um, you know uh, an, an opportunity in Namibia close by. They they've bought up 80 percent of the Roshpina mine, which was always associated with South African ownership, but it's now in Glen. Glencore's hands, or it wasn't Glencore's hands until the Canadians came along. And then also uh, a big interest in Burkina Faso. So obviously they're keen on zinc. People are keen on zinc at the moment. But it it indicates that, you know, the, the... People are prepared to invest. And so we should be creating a, a better investment climate in, in South Africa. You know, we do have Vedanta, the big Indian company, also looking at zinc. Of course, they have been prepared to take over what Anglo-American left uh, in, in the Northern Cape. That's going to be great. It's a very big uh, zinc thing. And we see them actually being interested 
far more interest in Anglo-American as the reports have come out now. This uh, Indian company bought 13% of, or it's buying 13% of Anglo-American. So it's, it's the number two big shareholder. What is its intention? Is it wanting to take over? That says, no, no, we don't, don't want to take over. But of course, we see in Vedanta, the former CEO of Anglo-American, Cynthia Carroll, she's sitting in there. So, so she knows what this, this is all about. It's very interesting development that they bought such a big slice of uh, uh, Anglo and which could lead to the breakup of this company in its Hundredth year. It turns a hundred this year. And instead of having a big celebratory party, people are now eating into a shelding and uh, there's a lot of rumor about what its future will be.